quiz. She's gonna bite your dick. Of course she's gonna bite your dick off. I never disrobe before a gunfight. I think he was still thrusting. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. I'm the Fresh Prince of Con Air, the Prime Millennial, your boy, Chucky B. And with me, my co-host, as always... I'm JT Money, and I'm angry. And he is angry because I made him watch for our 143rd episode. Hashtag Cage Talk 58 Drive Angry. Yeah, it's a hashtag Cage Talk edition. Yeah, no, you just said that. We know. Uh, you're trying to deflect from the title of this movie so that people maybe forget that we watched it. Maybe they'll stop listening right now if they've seen it before. And if you've seen it before, my condolences to you. If you haven't, please, please continue to listen to this episode where we will spoil the shit out of it. And I'm at least going to be. This is one of those movies where you, the listener, are glad that we watch movies so you don't have to. I, and I think in most people's cases, yes, that's probably true. And whether we're going to do a better job than this movie, that's up for debate entirely. I'm going to have more fun talking about it than I did watching it, though. That's all I know. <laughs> so, uh, we watched Drive Angry, the 58th Nicolas Cage classic. Obviously using the term classic very loosely in this case. And if you have any questions or comments, you can head on over to our website. 50randyquades.com and you can uh, let us know what the fuck is up I'm going to submit a question that's hey Chuck Banner at the beginning of the Drive Angry episode did you say the 143rd episode I believe I did I, I, I said it a little weird but it was we the 143rd always, episode we can always we can always just check the tape yeah 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 yeah. check the tape I made him watch for our 143rd episode but I do want to let you know that uh, it's been one hell of a ride. And on that hell of a ride, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, we got a two-tagline two, uh, movie here. Most of the time we get a bunch of taglines. This one, only two. All right, let's get and through. And they both suck. No, let's get through the trailer to Drive Angry so that we can get to the spoiler warning so that I can spoil the movie so I can start really being angry about it. Tell him I'm coming. You're too late. Hell's gonna walk the earth. Hell already is walking the earth. He broke out of hell. Right. He was good father. And got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Now, he's got one last shot at redemption. That cult killed my daughter and took her baby. I am going to get her back. Thought you were dead. <laughs> you hoped I was dead. But the devil's right-hand man 
wants to bring him back. I'm looking for someone. 6-1. Angry with attitude? If you don't tell me what I want to know. Hard road. Now that's a hell of a ride. Just so you know, I don't pick up hitchhikers. I didn't have my thumb out. Oh, yeah. We got a fight coming. That baby girl's all I got. My whole life has been nothing but waiting, and now it means something. I'm with you until the end. Oh, yeah. You can't stop me. going to kill you. Between now and then, I'm gonna mess you up. What kind of gun is that? You think there's anybody in there? I won't see you again until you're 73. You I'll see in three months. What the hell does that mean? Drive angry. Shot with 3D. Wouldn't want to be you when Satan finds out. What's he gonna do? Not let me back in. And we are back from hell again. And if you're new to the show, I just want to say welcome and LOL. Lots of love. You know, you got to give it to get it, and then you got it. And that's good. You know that's right. Another thing I want to let you know is here at Hashtag Cage Talk, we <laughs> talk about everything Nicolas Cage. Or at least we mean to. But we're uh, generous hosts. You use the word generous a lot, and I'm not, <laughs> not sure. I mean, that's fine, We're generous we by, not, by not spoiling it immediately, you know? Like, our... Our listeners, I think that our fans, us... the tens of people that listen to us. Here's they, the word I would use. They are, they love it that we give them this little, this little warning because they're like, man, like I'm glad that I can listen and then see. Oh man, is this movie I want to listen to? After I just listened, I mean, is this movie I want to listen to or is this movie I want to watch? After listening to that trailer, maybe they'll want to go and watch the trailer on 50randyquades.com. But listen, you're saying that giving the spoiler warning is what makes us generous. Wrong. It's gracious. Giving the spoiler is what makes us generous if you want it. It makes us considerate to give a spoiler warning at the top. So we're your considerate hosts. Our considerate and generous hosts. Combined together is what we're providing you here with the spoiler section. So yes. With that said... We will spoil this movie in three, two, one. So in real life, Nick Cage was a good father, but a bad husband. And apparently got into some bullshit that got him killed by some people when his daughter was 16. And his daughter was real pissed about it. When she graduated or while she was at college, she got mixed up in this cult. And eventually in this cult, like she wanted out, but she couldn't get out. And this dude like fucked her up because of it. This cult leader did. And eventually she got pregnant. They murdered, the cult did, her and her husband and stole the baby for this satanic ritual that's 
going to bring about the personal Armageddon for this cult leader. But Nick Cage says, uh-uh, I ain't having it. Well, I'm down in hell. I've been watching all this shit play out. I've been watching all this suffering happening. Well, I broke the fuck out of hell, and I stole this gun that kills gods, bitch. And I'm going to fucking kill this cult murderer to, a, to you know make up for what he did to my daughter and i'll feel better about myself but there's also another dude in the mix called the accountant who's trying to fucking keep hell's books in the black see that was the one of the the things that like the entire movie i was like all right so is he death is he like is he actually lucifer is he just a minion of you know satan he's he's, is the accountant like i was i I could see how you could interpret him as death. In the overall scope of the movie, it still felt kind of stupid, but I had fun with it. A, because I love the actor, and B, because I do like when he actor. was around, when he was around, you knew there was going to be some action and some death. So, like, I was like, all right, cool. When the accountant's on the screen, you know shit's about to pop off, and that's generally how it went down. I was like, is he death? Because he even, like, says it a couple of times throughout the movie, like, to people. He's like, oh, no, man, like, you're good. Like, I won't see you again until you're, like, in your 70s. The other guy's like, oh, three months. You're, I will see you. But does it matter if he's death or if he is the accountant or whatever the fuck you call him? Is it really important? Just call him death if it's that important to you because that's the, the, the role that he functions in. But what if there are multiple people in the demonic structure of hell and life and death that play that exact same role? You got your dude who dresses in the long flowing black cloak with your scythe. And then you also got the other buddy, the accountant, who comes around in a suit looking like he's in the FBI. Like, why not all of it? Why not more? That part I had no problem with. He was one of the best parts of the movie. Like, no complaints about the accountant. Well, generally speaking. Because I know there's a lot more to say. Yeah, there's a lot to say about this action fantasy thriller. It's definitely an action movie. This movie is rated R. And it takes full advantage of that. With its strong, brutal violence throughout, grisly images, some graphic sexual content, nudity, and pervasive language. And then we'll get into the specifics of a lot of that as we go forward. Oh, there but... is some graphic sexual content. And at first, I thought that just meant rape. It does not no. mean rape. N- no, 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 Pleasantly no, no, no. surprised by this movie not having rape. Complete, as far as I know and can tell, a complete lack of rape in this movie. So good job for this movie for avoiding that. Me going into it, thought it was going to be heavily involving that subject because of the some sexual or graphic and reading the imdb breakdown and i was like oh yeah this is what this movie is about so happy it wasn't i went into this knowing nothing about the movie right and it was called drive angry and i assumed it was about driving (laughs) killing people well the fact that it was driving angry, yes, there was going to be driving, but he was going to be on some sort of, like, vendetta murder spree, which, I mean, it is what it is, sure. But I didn't know the whole, you know, supernatural angle they try to stick in there, or do stick in there, just badly, even though it's, like, the whole hook of the movie. So I'm pretty sure one of the movies we're going to watch in the, like, nearish future, like, maybe sometime this year, the movie Rage Nicolas Cage movie uh, it is pretty much this exact movie without the supernatural like the supernatural part in it so if you haven't seen Rage this is a early spoiler for a movie we will watch like I don't know eight Nicolas Cage movies away does he fight a gorilla in it by chance oh I wish but no 
<sighs> All right. Well, this motherfucking movie came into theaters, came into the world, uh, February 25th, 2011. 2011. Debuted- remember 2011. that year. I guess we're going to remember that year. This debuted at number nine, bringing in a cool 5.1 million. <laughs> so the top five in this particular weekend. Run them down for me, Chucky. It is not real good. Hit me with it. We got the number one movie is a comedy. I have not seen it, but it's got some classic comedians of the time. I was saying, I know I saw this movie when it came out. Couldn't tell you a damn thing about it. I know the premise of it, sure. I know it's about being able to bang someone while you're in a relationship. Is Jason Bateman in it? Maybe. Is Charlie Day in it? Don't think so. I think it's... okay. They're in horrible bosses. I don't know together. the names of this doesn't actor. It doesn't matter. This this comedy. And remember, we've talked about this on the show before. For the longest time, February was a month in Hollywood where you dump a bunch of turds. Well, that's what uh, the movie we watched was. Uh, Hall Pass made thirteen point five million dollars at the box office first weekend in. The number one movie, right? The number for two comedy, movie. For a comedy, I feel like that's not terrible, especially by 2011. Like, most comedy, it takes a special comedy to lead the box office. And I'm not counting a superhero comedy. So check this out. The number two movie was in its third week, right? Uh-huh. And only came in a little behind that at $13.4 million. And that's Nomeo and Juliet. I believe the computer animated uh, children's movie. Definitely uh, a computer animated children's movie. No surprise that was raking in the box. Then in its uh, number three in its second week for twelve and a half million. I believe this is a Liam Nielsen movie. I may be wrong. It is called Unknown. I've never heard of Liam Nielsen, so I couldn't tell you if this is his movie. Did I say I, I fucked his name up? Okay, you know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> is it Leslie Nielsen? Oh my God, no! It's Liam Neeson. See, uh, see, you had me. You had me. I was right. <laughs> no, you said Liam Nielsen. It is well documented that I cannot pronounce names. I know, and I'm helping to document that to make sure that those who maybe didn't catch it get a chance to catch it. They're going to catch it eventually. Well, unknown. I don't know a damn thing about unknown, so that's an app title for it. Well, yeah, it's an un. It's unknown if I know if Liam Nielsen. <laughs> Neeson. It sounds, no, no, it sounds like the sort of movie title that Liam Neeson, Liam Nielsen, would be a part of. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's chasing down people who hurt his daughter. But it's unknown who they are, or even what they did, or, or it's even who his daughter. he is. <laughs> we don't know anything. Then at number four, aptly, I am number four for eleven million in the second week. It is a believe it's a superhero movie. I say it's only because of I Am Legend that I assume it's just a Will Smith movie, but it's probably not. Yeah, I believe it is a uh, non-Marvel, non-DC uh, superhero movie. Don't know anything about it. I think I might have tried watching it back when it came out. That sounds promising. Oh, yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, and then at number five, just go with it. For $10.5 in its third week, this one I do know about, and it is uh Adam Sandler movie, and I think 
his opposite was Jennifer Aniston. Yes. I think I just recently watched that. If I watched it, it was probably around this time period, 2011. I know I wouldn't have watched it then, but I'm pretty sure it's streaming somewhere now. So I watched it recently, and I remember it being fine. So this movie, Drive Angry, had an estimated budget of $50 million. And let's just say... Where the fuck did they spend their money? It couldn't have been on that portal graphic at the end of the movie. Couldn't have been on was... any of the special effects. Uh, I mean, some of the gore was all right. Like, for being computer graphics, you can tell they didn't go practical with, like, anything. Which is bothersome. Somewhere near the end of this movie, I wrote, This movie may be the king of terrible special effects. And I think nah, I wrote man. that down specifically during that, Have you ever like, seen fifth or sixth chase scene where the fucking the devil comes in or the accountant comes in on the gas truck and then it does all those flips and stuff and i was like this is fucking terrible bro you ever seen the lawnmower man before those are the worst computer graphics granted it was like 1992 but still yeah but i'm this is 2011 sure but all computer graphics end up looking dated eventually. Watch most movies from 2011 with computer graphics. They're not going to look much better than this. I don't know, man. Jurassic Park holds up every time I watch it. There are rare, rare exceptions to the rule, because even that came out in 94. And dude, like... So you can't put that in the same conversation as a 2011 movie if I can't put a 92 in there. Back to the Future looks amazing. Eh, that's up for debate. That amazing, I would not use the word amazing. Ghostbusters looks suspect Fine. in certain areas, but I feel like it was supposed to kind of look like that because that's what they had. No, it wasn't. It's just what they had, right? But none of that bothers me. I don't care. No, no, no. Like, I like it because I'm all But like, that's why, no, but cool. even in this movie, though, like, bad computer graphics are not going to make or break a movie like this for me. So I, I did like, see after they were bad that this was part of, like, that 3D craze. Oh, I could tell. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it during the movie. Oh, yeah, no. The portal, again, the portal at the end when that bottom jawbone came <laughs> flying right towards the middle of the screen after dude's head blew up. I was like, oh, this, I mean, I knew it was a 3D movie, but that's the icing on the cake. <laughs> the best was when that guy threw the axe and it cut the little piece of Nick Cage's hair off. Oh, dude. Oh, that was so good. Oh, my God. His blonde, his blonde flowing, luscious hair. And just that little end. Oh, that was really good. That was really good. Maybe they spent all their money on Nick Cage and a 3D budget. But they only made 10.72 mil in America. Oh, yeah. And uh, the fucking the king of all foreign lands. Nicolas Cage helped bring in $30.18 million overseas. So, so coming in a loss of 10 mil, basically yeah. about 9 mil. No good. Money. It's it's no good. Like So you look at it, it's kind of like, well, shit, didn't you just kind of do this in Ghost Rider, like a Hell's Minion sort of thing? I mean, I guess the reasons are different, but you're just like an angry dude from hell on a, on a badass vehicle. Yeah, but now they're swearing and killing. Sure. Yeah, and fucking. Oh, oh. <laughs> we'll throw all of that together in one scene. I well, wrote gonna, we can I think. wrote exactly everything he was we'll doing in that scene. Oh, no, trust me, so did I. We'll get to that. Uh, we can thank writers Patrick Lucier and Todd Farmer. Oh, Lucier, that's what you call I was thinking lesser. 
I was going fancy like he's a Frenchman. Well, maybe were, he's, I, I know he's Canadian, so you're probably French, right with the French. French Canadian. I'm probably still saying it wrong. The key, Chuck, is to just say it with confidence. So we're going to go with Patrick Lusser here on this <laughs> side of the fence. Pa- pa- Patty Lusser. And uh, he, from, I did a little bit of, tiny bit of research, right? Oh, shit. I didn't realize he was the director, too. So, yeah, I did a tiny bit of research, right? He won uh, an award at the Palm Springs International Film Festival for this movie as uh, directors to watch, right? So then that prompted me to look up and go, hmm, since 2011, what has he done? I'm going to guess a whole lot of Joe Blow. So four things on his wiki as a director, and three of them are TV series. Uh, Scream, Into the Dark, and The Purge. I've watched The Purge. I've liked it. The show? Yeah. I've never watched the show, but I liked all the movies. I liked I liked the TV show, too, so uh, kudos to that, Patrick Lesser. But the only movie he's done is Trick in 2019. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I looked it up. Does not look good. The horror movie. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that after turning this turd out, People don't really want to give him the rel- the the reins of a feature film. Yeah, but I mean, like he won directors to watch from Drive Angry. Yeah, from some motherfucking people who don't matter. Who the fuck Palm Springs jerk offs? No one cares. <laughs> I I just thought it was interesting because I was like, no, I agree with you. I was like, it oh, is. he's a director to watch, huh? Let me see what he's done since 2011. Oh, nothing, right? Thank, cool. Thankfully, there's there's very little to watch, so you can get right through it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I wa- well, I've already I watched start the purge. Hashtag Lusser chat. <laughs> hashtag the Lusser list. Which brings us to the star main actors of Drive Angry. We, of course, have the one true god, Nicolas Cage, playing Milton. And returning to the 50 Randy Quaid stage, we've got Amber Heard as Piper. What, what? What, what? Fuck Amber Heard. She sucks. Okay, so I agree with you, right? I do not think she's a good actress. But at one point, I wrote down, where is it here? I really like white trash Amber Heard, and it's getting me through this movie. (laughs) So she was perfectly cast for this character. She's from Texas. So she is white trash. Getting me through this this Thank you. Okay, I, I'm like, I'm 99.9% sure Amber Heard will never hear this. But thank you, Amber Heard, for getting me through this movie with what you did in this movie. Well, now I hate to do two in a row here, but I've already brought this man up. I want to name him by name. And he got me through this movie was William Fickner as the accountant. Oh, great actor. Did so good. Fantastic job in this movie. So I only really know him from a handful of things prior to this. And by that, I mean two things. One being his small role in The Dark Knight as the guy in the bank in the beginning. And two from the TV show Prison Break. All right. Which he's fucking great in. But that's really it. So seeing him pop up in this and realizing he had a pretty significant and big role, I was like, hell yeah. And he does not disappoint. Because he, just like I think everyone in this movie, knew exactly what movie they were making. Oh, yeah. And they played into it, which is what makes it something that you can get through, but also hits right out of the nose that it's not very good. So at some point, we can just stop 
with all the people. I, I wrote them down because there didn't seem like there was a lot of people in this movie. Well, we'll just tear. You want me to just tear through them? You want me to do a JT money well, quick run? Well, we got. We'll go through some of the bigger ones, right? Hit them all. Hit them we all. got. We got Billy Burke playing Jonah King, and Jonah King is the cult leader. I would like to point out that you on this sheet here have Johan King, which I really like. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wrote that wrong. There. No, I love it. No, Johan King is what I'm going to try to call him for the rest of the episode. You got Todd Farmer, Writing who is one of the in. writers. Who's Frank? I don't know, but I just thought it made sense to he's write him prob- in. He's probably the shotgun guy who sticks around the whole fucking movie, who I just called shotgun guy the whole movie. It could be. Doesn't matter. David Morse is Webster. I I love David I wrote Morse. him down because he's a recognizable actor. Same with Pruitt Taylor Vince, who plays who the Roy. The who? wobbly-eyed guy. Wobbly-eyed guy. Uh, Roy, the guy who uh, they go to that bar, the Bulls Balls, yeah. and he greets him at the door. Oh, I don't know that guy. Uh, he was in, um, oh, what's that movie fucking called? I'm not going to remember the name of it. I really liked it, but that's all I know. Hashtag Internet Factor Correction. Internet Fact number two. The movie you are struggling with so hard right now to remember, Chuck Banner, is Identity, starring John Cusack. You're welcome. Krista Campbell as Mona. Who the fuck is that? Don't remember. Charlotte Ross as Candy. Who the fuck is that? I'm guaranteeing you that those two women <laughs> are the two waitresses. The two what? Waitresses. Yeah, probably. Uh, Tom Atkins is Cap. Oh, the police captain. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. And then Jack McGee Fat is Lou. Fat Lou, who is the greasy dude. Yeah, what you don't know about Fat Lou? I I just know he runs a place called Fat Lou's Roadside Diner or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fat Lou. And you... You know some greasy business goes on at Fat Lou. You know Fat Lou was begging that one chick. Which one chick? The 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 one waitress. Nah, I don't think she's fucking Fat Lou. Oh, dude, she was definitely banging Fat Lou. I don't think anyone bangs Fat Lou that he doesn't pay for it. <laughs> He's banging her. I don't think so. I think um, so. We can agree to disagree on this. I feel like she obviously wanted to bang, but I don't think she wanted to bang that grease bucket. She was willing. She like she like hard made out with Nick Cage in the very no, beginning you can tell of she, this movie. Nah, nah. He like pulled her into that, and you could tell it made her feel kind of uncomfortable. No, she was the end of that down. Case. She was one hundred percent down. But she had to step away and fucking gather her thoughts for a minute, though. Like it caught her off guard. But let's be real, Nick Cage. He's supposed to be a sexual magnet in this movie. You see him later. <laughs> We'll get into it again. We keep hitting at it. We'll get into he's it. We he's always see supposed to be some sort of sexual magnet so, who's always get women way out of his league. But that's what maybe maybe they aren't. Like maybe Nick Cage is just the kind of guy who pulls like that because he's Nick Cage. Like he's got that personality that doesn't matter, and then you reach a certain level of fame that it doesn't matter anymore, and you just are who you are, and you pull what you pull because you are Nick Cage. I hope that's a big. Like, selling point, or at least a part of the selling of his character in his next movie. We're about to find out. Give me the IMDb breakdown, bud. Let's hear about it. No problem, no problem. It's a short one. A vengeful father escapes from hell and chases after the man who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. 
So once again, I'd like to point out, I had no fucking clue this movie was about a dude busting out of hell to avenge some family shit that went down with a cult. I had no clue. So we get to this opening scene, and there's like this car driving fast out of hell, which I didn't realize it was hell at the time. Also, I put down, know that this is Laughter Colorado. What? They're in Laughter Colorado during this because it's said at the bottom of the movie, the bottom of the screen, Laughter Colorado. Colorado? Are you saying that's Colorado? Colorado. There we go. Laughter? Yes. Laughter Colorado. I I did not look it up, but they are in Laughter Colorado. So anyway, there's this thing where there's this car driving out of this building landscape. And I'm writing down here. I put down like apocalyptic future, like... Because there's this whole monologue going over the top of it that basically breaks down to people that try try to lop up, lock up these badass motherfuckers. And these badass motherfuckers are always trying to run from being locked up. But those badass motherfuckers are never fast enough. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> badass motherfuckers are running, but these badass motherfuckers ain't fast enough? Then what do I give a shit about this badass motherfucker for? So... I knew a little bit about this movie going into it only because, like, I got to set up the sheet and shit, right? So, I mean, you could watch the movie before you set up the sheet. Yeah, but I use it for notes. So, I'm looking at it, and one of my first things I wrote down is after Laughter Colorado, because I thought that was funny. Is Nick Cage supposed to be dead? And I wrote, he looks like a real fucking dirtbag. Had I known about the he's coming from a hell angle or even even just a tagline even if i would have just read the tagline ahead of time it would have been enough for me to be like okay i see what's happening here but i was kind of left in the lurch for a minute until you know i got filled in as we went along but no he does he looks like a real dirtbag in this with his slick back blonde hair it's so bad and dude that hair looks terrible by the end of the movie, I was like, all right, I buy that look for this character. But it didn't look good, no. It only so it progressively off, got worse. We're in like this huge car chase sort of thing where at one point, a pickup truck hits the front corner of a car and immediately does a flip. <laughs> flip and just how? That's what I'm saying. There's no way that truck would have flipped, especially not as high as it flipped in there. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, that, that like did do? like like a wrestling flip. But he, he took a bump. That truck took a bump for sure. And I was like, okay, is that how this is gonna go? And then he gets out and like, he shoots someone's hand off. He shoots another guy in the leg. He's rooting through their wallets and shit. Yeah, we, this a movie immediately started with like the gratuitous violence and oh yeah, bad effects. Well, he goes up to the last guy who's still in the car hanging upside down. And this guy's like, I'm never going to tell you where they're taking her. Never. And Nick Cage is like, oh, I know, bitch. And then he shoots him. And he goes back to the last guy he left alive, I think. And he's like, nah, he shoots another dude in the chest, too, along the way. He pops back up. Yeah, the dude that he shot his hand off pops back up. And then he shoots that guy in the chest, killing him. And then so he lets this guy go. No, well, first the, the guy says to him, he's like, first full moon, she's dead, man, and hell's going to walk the fucking earth, man, dude. Oh, yeah. And Cage is like, well, hell is already walking earth. Tell him I'm coming to get her back. And I'm like, oh, hell on earth. Got it. So this is where you realize that he's like undead or dead? 
Right, when he says hell's back on earth, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure with that, like, fleeing from hell scene in the beginning, in the description of a badass motherfucker, this dude just escaped from hell. That's where this movie is at. And that's why trucks are taking flip bumps. Supernatural powers, right? But then he grabs a bag full of weapons, or a weapon, we find out about later, and then the whole shit blows up. Well, because he shot it. He shot the gas line with his shotgun and then that leads it to blowing up perfect it's beautiful the one dude the one dude he left there though laying with the shot off leg very bad as you pointed out graphics again you can tell nothing practical they used a computer to fucking blow that one dude's hand off and you can tell they used a computer to show they blew that one dude's hands off like come on and so i made a running tally of how many deaths there were in this movie approximately I may okay. have missed a couple, and sure, and, and definitely one scene. of the scenes. It was hard to keep kind of track. That final scene was the melee. That it was the was... one where I was like, I think I got it, but roughly Nicolas Cage kills like twenty eight people in this movie. Sounds about right. And other people kill roughly ten. It's a lot of death. Yep. So yeah, I mean, like, there's roughly about forty people who die in this movie. It is very violent but in like very weird small parts most of it isn't even that graphic or like close like one of the worst ones is when amber heard's fiance gets killed but you don't even really see it happen you just see the aftermath of it which is again gross but computer graphics so not that gross not that gross. So anyway, getting back to Amber Heard, we pop into Lou's diner. We find out that she's engaged now, and Fat Lou's a creeper, and tells her to get back to work and shit. Then we see Milton chilling in his diner in the corner by himself, and the other waitress goes up to him, the one you said wanted to like, dude, she's suck all his like, dick in the booth, dude. Basically, well, she did, she's basically. like, she's like, oh, so you're gonna ask me when I get off, and. And he's all like, nah, when? I'm not, not where it's like, he's like, nah, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too interested in that. And, but here's the thing though. What's nice about it, she, she delivers some important message to him and that's what still water marshes and where it is. Cause that's yeah. where the baby's being taken. That it's a prison in Louisiana. Her dad did some time there and Cage is like, that's all I needed to hear. But then, they, but then they kiss or something. Yeah. It was a, <sighs> I wrote that this was such a weird fucking scene, right? It was just real weird. Because, like, Nick Cage comes in. She's all like, hey, honey, blah, blah, blah. And he's all like, yeah, do you know anything about this? And she's all like, yeah, this. And he's all like, cool, can you get me some coffee black with sugar? And then she's like, yeah. Well, then he also asks about the charger outside the car and whose it is. She's like, oh, it's Amber Heard's Piper's over there. <laughs> so that's like more good information for him that she shouldn't be spewing out. Yeah. And uh, that is just like, it was such a weird kiss. Because like, yeah, it looked forceful at first. And then I was like, oh, she is. No, in. no, but that's not. She wasn't at all. I have it written down here. So Nick Cage like locks fingers with her. And then, like, pulls her in. And this is when he asks her about the car. Well, he's locking fingers with her. And she's like, yeah, it's Piper's, but if you are looking for a ride, 
Then he pulls her in after that and kisses her. Well, yeah, because she's like, if you're looking to fuck. Hold on. I'm not saying she's not in right now. But when they're done with the weird kiss, he sips his coffee and he's like, I wanted it with sugar. Because apparently there wasn't sugar in it. And he dumps a whole bunch in. And the look on her face is, she is scared of this guy now. Like, no, the look is, the look is, I will give you some sugar <laughs> i think you've been getting the wrong looks from women if that's how you interpreted what she looked like <laughs> no, after that kiss no i she mean was on board before but after that kiss she had a look at no yeah 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 she wasn't she was a little afraid but then she like looks back again and he's gone like no one was there like it was a ghost but this is after piper apparently had given some free muffins to a family that couldn't afford them fat lou noticed tries to grope her up and say someone's got to pay for it so she like grabs him by the balls is like fuck you i quit and then stuffs some money she's in like mouth. yeah she's like this is the last time you're gonna grope me i told you that we were done with that and i'm gonna fucking stick this money in your mouth and squeeze your nutsack once more before i walk the fuck out so she peels out in her car singing along to the lyrics fuck the pain away and then all of a sudden some smoke starts coming from under the hood and who's there creeping out of the woods offering his services to help her fix it but our friend melton it was for sure nick cage that like sabotaged her car then right because to fix it, all he did was, like, screw something on with, yeah, like, right? one quick turn of his wrist. So he definitely, like, fucked with it before she left and waited down the road the exact amount of distance he knew it would take for her to break down and pull over, apparently. Yeah, so, okay, so that's, I, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Oh, that's exactly what happened. So he's like, she's like, all right, yeah, I'll give you a lift up to this point. There's some truck stop there. Cool. Yeah. See you later. Then we get a shot of this dude, the accountant, just walking through the woods. He's walking over a little bridge through the woods. And then he comes up to the back of Fat Lou's diner, where the waitress that got weirdly kissed and Fat Lou are like taking out trash. And Fat Lou looks like he's about to leave. Well, that's why account- I was like, I was like, dude, is she like about to leave with Fat Lou? So that's why I was like, dude, she's probably going to be like, all right, I'll fucking fuck I, Fat was- Lou. There was absolutely no sign she was leaving with Fat Lou. She was taking out the trash. He was probably just going home. She probably had her own car to get in to go home afterwards. No, man. I don't think she's fucking Fat Lou. Well, anyway, the accountant helps her throw out some trash. Now she wants to fuck the accountant. There's no doubt about that. But the accountant looks over at Lou. He's like, hey, you fat fuck. Come here. Fat Lou's like, excuse me? Uh, basically, he's like, shut the fuck up if you want to stay off of my list. This is basically what the accountant no. says. And he describes Milt, and he's like, where's this dude at? And the waitress is like, yeah, he was here earlier on foot, and he went that way. And the accountant's like, cool. And she's all like, oh, yeah. And then she got in Fat Lou's car, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they, like, they go to this, I don't know, truck they stop? They being Milton and Piper. No, I feel like they went to, like, her... I don't know if that was like a, a trailer park or a motel or like where exactly it was, but it's where her man. Well, and that's her why stayed. I was a little. That's why I was a little confused because she's all like, "Hey, I can take you to this truck stop," but then she takes them to her uh, house. Yeah, there's probably a truck stop that's like right there by her house. Like it's probably a, a short walk away. She's like, "Just you can go to the, the truck stop is literally across the street from my home." Yeah, 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 probably. So she walks into her house and sees her boyfriend fucking some chick. And then, so she, like, yanks this chick's head, drags her outside the house, and beats the fuck out of her, like, outside of the house. 
And then some like fat dude like creepily comes by and takes oh, a picture. Oh, he of definitely it. takes a picture. I've definitely made a note of that. I'm like, so she's on the ground, just beat up. He just pulls out his little flip phone and snaps a picture. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And while this is going on, Milton's like off somewhere else in, in this. I think it was a trailer park. He's off somewhere else there, like by a, a phone booth or something. And he opens up this bag that he's been carrying around. And inside of it's like this old ass suitcase. And he opens it up and it looks like some weird, old, kind of, definitely very unique, distinct kind of gun. And I'm like, that does something special, right? Like, obviously, there's special It looked like there was, like, smoke coming there. off of it. He definitely had that supernatural aura, too. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till that happens. And there was a guy at the diner who'd been sitting at the table earlier that definitely, like, made eyes at Cage. And then they took off. And he shows up again here. And they show Cage notice him and him notice Cage. So you're like, all right. what's I called him Diner Guy the whole movie because that's where he popped up at. Uh, so Diner Guy is on. The, he's following them across the, wherever they're headed, right? We know he's in a mix. Piper's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm taking your car to her fiance. And he's like, like, hell you are, bitch. And she's like punching him in the face until finally he punches her and knocks her down. And basically, he's about to just choke her to death. Because she's going to take his Well, yeah, he picks her back up, and she spits blood in his face, and he's all like, bitch, you made me do it. And he just starts beating the fuck out of her. And Nick Cage comes over and, like, kicks him in the fucking face. And then he beats his ass, and then it seems like an AC unit falls on his head, but apparently Yeah, I thought he was going to die right there, but apparently he does not die right there. He dies a couple of scenes later. Well, like, what was like, what was the point of showing the AC unit fall down onto the camera? Like, I think it was just a swipe away to the next scene cleanly. Yeah. When they didn't even do that. No, but that doesn't make any sense, because you have to know that as a viewer, when you do that shot, my assumption is that just fell on dude's head, right? Yeah. But... That's not what happened. It was a poor decision. Well, she asks him when she wakes up on the road, because they are on the road again, and she wakes up. She's like, did you kill him? And he's like, nah, I didn't kill him. And I'm like, how the fuck did you not kill him? They see you and it just fell on his head. But apparently not. That didn't happen. And then we go to this, like, to, like, cut to this other scene where Jonah... Well, hold on. There's an important thing to point out in this car ride, too, though. Because while Milton's driving, we get, like, what are flashbacks they don't really explain it too well of basically the baby here's what i wrote down not really knowing what was going on let me give you my notes oh no that's exactly what i was gonna get into is like i didn't know what the fuck was going on i thought they were flashbacks too well here's well they kind they are essentially flashbacks of things he wasn't alive for but still experienced while he was in hell which we find out later but at the time I have, Milton looks at the moon and some memories of who I'm guessing are his wife and daughter are getting caught up in some cult shit. The woman gives birth to a baby. The leader and some henchmen come into the room. The leader takes the baby, kills the woman by slashing her throat, tastes the blood, and loves it. So, like, I guess I kind of had the general framework, but I didn't know who those people were to him, which is what made it confusing. And so I guess we find out a little bit later in the movie, too, what exactly happened there so like after he so like the woman who gave birth was nicholas cage's daughter this is part i did spoil yes to that baby right so we find out that this is happening basically concurrently or like at the very beginning of what spawned him to come from hell right so that happens all right before the very beginning when he's in laughter colorado 
Yeah, that baby's not very old, so that happened very recently. Yes. Like well, maybe a week well, or two ago. Well, I guess we don't know. Like how long did it take him to get out of hell in Earth time? Because that baby still that baby could have been two months old. Yeah, I guess we could say anywhere from a few days to a few months. I'm gonna err more towards the, like this is a month or two later as opposed to immediately after. Because I can't imagine like he's going to figure out how to break out of hell in a couple of days in Earth time. It's going to take a little bit. The thing is, I think it's more closer to like a couple of weeks because the news kind of plays into telling us that the police are also looking for this cult leader. Well, right. But how long did it take them to find out about the murders and everything? It could have been a couple of weeks till they found out and were a couple of weeks into coverage which could put us at the two month. That's like, again, it's really irrelevant how long it is. It's not long. It's not yeah, long. Yeah. But either way, like, he then, like, after taking her baby, was forcing her to, like, go down on him, right? And she fucking bit his dick off. Yep. Yep. And they call him Dickless a bunch. That's hilarious. We call, they call him Dickless a bunch throughout the rest of the movie. It's pretty good. Like, this piece of shit cult leader just walking around with well, I, well, I don't know why you would think... In a situation where you're doing what you're doing to that woman. Yeah. Why is she going to go along with it? She's going to bite your dick. Of course she's going to bite your dick off. Like, she. why wouldn't she? Like, you're yeah. uh, You're an idiot for doing everything you're doing, but you're especially an idiot for doing that. You're asking He's for that. He's bought into his own hype. Oh, yeah. You're asking for that. And he got it. And, yes, it's beautiful. So then, so then we get to where they go to the the Bulls ball. Well, they're in Oklahoma because Nick Cage knows the place. He knows people, and that's what we find out. And it's called Bull by the Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bulls balls. The Bulls balls, yep. <laughs> and that's where I wrote down that there is, again, a waitress who wants to fuck him. Well, there's the guy at the door you brought up, and he's like, oh, I thought you were dead. And this Nick Cage is like, you just hoped I was dead. And I'm like... Mm, yep well you are dead yeah but amber heard can't know about it no one can know about it except for the accountant and apparently everybody that he runs into that he knows well the only one we know for sure was like at his funeral is webster everyone else yeah. it might have just been a rumor that he was dead i, I guess that's everyone possible. believed he was dead for sure though so seeing him pop up is no good and this guy's definitely surprised to see him oh see but hold on not only does this waitress want to sleep with Milton, but Piper is red hot for what is he a bus boy? The other well, and then Piper's also like, like, oh damn, you gonna fuck her? And he's all like, Ugh, I mean, I just want to have a drink. We do see that Milton's Illinois license is what he has, and it's old as fuck. I remember when the licenses used to look like that. So whoever did their props work, nice work. Because he's been job well done, you get a thumbs up from Fifty Rainy Quick. Yeah, he's been dead for I'd wager at least eight to ten years at this point. If she, if he died when his daughter was sixteen, yeah. So sounds about right. Good stuff. Very good. Well, they split up. They split off from each other so they can go fuck. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, diner guy shows up and he talks to the bartender, and his vibe is like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill Cage tonight." Diner, oh, diner yeah. guy's vibe. So now we know for sure he's in with the bad crowd. He's not following for any other reason besides murderous intentions. So then we jump back over to the accountant, and he's at um, 
Amber Heard's boyfriend's house or ex-boyfriend's house. Fiance, ex-fiance. Fiance, ex-fiance. So he's there and he's like, yo, where's Nick Cage? And he's like, man, who the fuck are you? And he's like, dude, I will kill you. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. So those three, and he's like, who do you mean those three? He's like, it's like the some bitch that punched me or that kicked me in the face, that dumb bitch that fucking left me and my car. They stole my car. And I'm real angry that I can't drive around in it. One might say I would drive angry. No, bro, he can't. If I had it. No, he would be driving happy because he'd have his car back. He's not driving angry, which is But he'd be angry that she's not there and that Nick Cage kicked him in the face. All right, let's. So at some point, he puts his hands on the accountant's collar and the accountant chucks him against the wall. I'm like, okay, so this dude's got superhuman power. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he grabs a bat, he breaks it in half. And he pins him up against, he like, the accountant pins him up against the wall with that broken handle through the shoulder. And that's when he gives up what kind of car it is. And he's walking out, he grabs a pick of Piper, so he knows what she looks like. And then he throws the other half of the bat at the dude's head, and it goes through his eyeball. Yep. They give us a close-up shot of it. They shouldn't have. Or they should have. Oh, yeah, because it was bad. Or they should have gone with practical effects. That's just the reality. So he goes outside. These cops are questioning him. State, and then state he, troopers, like, nonetheless. He pulls out an FBI badge after flipping a coin. So there's like a lot of like insinuating that he's the devil. And at least that's what I got from it. Not me. Like, I just, I was unhappy with the way that they framed this accountant character. I, I just feel like you were reading more into it than they were giving you. You want Maybe. you wanted it to be the devil because that would have been comfortable and familiar. It just wasn't that. I'm not saying it was complicated, but it just wasn't that easy either. He was like a form of death. Yeah. So either way, he's definitely not the devil because he talks about the devil later as being a different yeah, know, person entirely. That was like the only reasonable part of this whole movie. Let's not get ridiculous about reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up converting these police state troopers. Sorry. Into his, like, henchmen. Basically, he promises them promotions if they shoot to kill on Milton. And they're like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds legit. I feel like he kind of, like, did some sort of power on him. But maybe not. I mean, it's possible, but I didn't get the feel. Like, I feel like they would have played it up way harder if it would have been, like, a, a mind control thing. It felt way too subtle. I think the other guys, were like, the people who were playing the cops were just their acting choice was bad and that they played confused, but they just went along with it anyway. So it made him Maybe seem, it was just their bad acting. I think it was. I think it was just like them deciding to act confused, but but they're still going to listen, came across as being poorly mind controlled. I could see that, but I don't think that's what they were going for. Maybe, maybe it was though. That's the problem. I don't fucking know. Okay, then we get to this. Oh, like, here we go. I wrote down that it was like a church group trying to kill Nicolas Cage until I realized it was a cult. Oh, hold on. But though. I kept on referring to them as a church. We, we got a setup here, though. We got we to gotta get to the setup. So Piper is back in her room by herself getting her toenails painted by this guy. Which she said she, The naked guy. She's the guy from the bar earlier, which she said earlier when she's talking to Nick Cage, I'm going to get my toenails painted. I thought it was just a euphemism, but oh no. She was like, you have to paint my nails before I'll have sex with you. And I was like, 
get it, girl. All right. Like, you know what you're working with. So get your toenails painted. Um, but then behind her, there's a whole lot of loud fucking going on. And she's banging on the wall, telling them to shut up. The camera pans through the wall. And what do we see, Chuck? Who's the fucking... We see a fully clothed Nicolas Cage. With a fu- fucking full of big ass lit cigar in his mouth. Sun- Huge. Sunglasses like- on. Like, think of, like, classical Duke Nukem, like, or just, like, mob boss cigar. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, su- like, and sunglasses. Sunglasses, bottle of fucking whiskey. Oh, yeah. And she is working it. 100% naked, this waitress, right? The second waitress. Most people are, I think, when they have sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think. But, I mean... Just it, just the stark contrast between a one hundred percently fully clothed Nick Cage. But we leave we leave him there. We're gonna leave them there right now before we get into the ridiculousness of what you were about to get into. And they are having sex big time. Apparently, it's the first time in a long time for him because he's been dead and in hell for a while. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Piper's back in her room and she notices this figure walk past her window and she's like. Now that's suspicious. So she peers out the window and she notices diner guy. And he goes into like the main bar. Does it not look like he's looking right at her I when wrote he down, goes in? I write down he notices her with a question like mark. She's, like he's trying to lure her in? That's what I thought was going on. So did I, which obviously is not what happens here. I think he was just clocking her room and somehow didn't notice her looking through Maybe the window. Maybe he was just looking over like like looking over his shoulder to see if people are watching him go. Because like it is that. possible through whatever glare or whatever that he wouldn't have seen her in the window. But I, it, looked, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked like he could have. But anyway, she follows him into the bar, which is empty at the time as far as she can see. And, Which I thought was a little suspicious. Well, and playing on the TV, because the TV is still on, is a story about an all-points bulletin being issued in Colorado for Jonah King, Johan King, in connection to the mur- murder of a young married couple in Loveland, Colorado. L-O-V-E. So we got Loveland and Laughter, Colorado. Uh, well, Loveland, I know, is a real place. I don't know. I don't know about Laughter, but it probably is, too. But I noticed when they showed the picture on there, I was like, oh, it's the couple from Milton's flashback earlier. Young married couple. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I get it now. Here we go. And they believe the group abducted their baby. And I'm like, all right, so they just they put all that out for us to know now. There's no more guessing. We don't have to assume, even though this has all been pretty obvious. They're just putting the nail in the coffin of the story for us. And just then, Jonah King and what did you describe them as? A group of what? A church group. A cult. I think is what you're yes. looking for. But yes, they wouldn't maybe go a cult. They come in and they all got a bunch. They all got random like weapons in their hands. Scythes, sledgehammers, fucking guns. One dude's got a shotgun. I think a couple other dudes got some handguns. Axe. And. Machete. And Johan's like, go, go forth and pour your anger onto those motherfuckers because diner guy told them what room they were staying in and they all pour out they're ready to go just murder these motherfuckers at bull by the balls bulls balls but johan stops in the doorway and he's like i sense something in here and he heads towards where piper's hiding and he turns the corner and she isn't there i'm like did you really just waste 30 seconds of movie time on a gag that none of us fell for 
For no reason? To what end? To show me that Johan has feelings? He gets senses about who's in the room? I don't give a fuck. He's a satanic cult leader. I don't need to know if he can feel someone in the room. Stupid. But then she pops back out from wherever she was hiding at again and grabs a garden hoe off the wall. So now she's armed. Yeah. She's armed too. It's a hillbilly throwdown. Everyone's got their garden weapons. <laughs> But now we're back to Milton and the waitress, and they're still getting down to work. They're still banging it out, right? He is still taking no clothes off. Well, and she, she says even something. says, Yeah. She even says, like, why don't you get naked, baby? And he's like, I never take my clothes off before a gunfight. She's like, Or a gun battle. I never disrobe before a gunfight. And she's like, There we go. Excuse me? And she's like, What? And immediately, someone bursts through the door with a crowbar. And Nick Cage is blasting him. So shit goes slow-mo. Let's let's point that out right now, too. This whole scene now is moving in slow motion. Oh, yeah. So this is so far I felt influence from Max Payne. With the accountant, I felt shades of like Agent Smith in The Matrix. So he blasts another guy who's sneaking in. And all in all, he kills. Hold on, but here's the most ridiculous part. So the second guy he shoots, that dude's weapon flings back, hits the mirror on the wall, breaks it. And in the falling shards of mirror glass, Nicolas Cage gets a peek of the third guy who's sneaking in behind him. So then, And this is the guy who throws the fucking ass (laughs) in slow-mo as it's coming right at the viewer. And it cuts that little piece of fucking blonde hair off of Nicolas Cage's head. And then Nick Cage does the unnecessary bit of putting the gun behind his back to shoot that guy. Boom, boom, boom. Blast that guy in the chest, right? And then that guy does like a full, like, instead of just falling out of the window behind him, no, he like throws his legs out behind him and falls then down halfway out the window on some broken glass into his chest. Beautiful. Good stuff. Uh, so then shotgun guy pops That's up. That's where they spent all their money. Yeah. Shotgun guy pops up. And Milton's protecting the woman. And he lets off some shots that don't hit anyone. Because the whole time... I don't know if we've mentioned this yet. The whole time, I'm pretty sure Nick Cage is still inside of this woman. Oh, he is still having sex with her. And this is what I wrote down. I wrote, Nicolas Cage, fully clothed, having sex... In an active gun slash weapon battle while smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey. And wearing his sunglasses. Phenomenal. He ends up killing a whole bunch of people except shotgun guy sneaks off and Piper comes in with the hoe and buries it in the brain of the last guy left in the room that's about to kill Cage. This is the best scene in this entire movie. Because it's so fucking crazy. And it's so action-packed. And it's so unnecessary with the sex scene. Yet, the entire time, like, like she is getting sexed up no. by Nick Cage while he's getting electrified no, no, here's with thing, that though. cattle prod. Then she's no, all like, ah! No, no. I think you're looking at it wrong. They're no longer having sex once the gun battle starts. He may still be inside of her, but they're not having sex anymore. She's terrified and he's busy. 
fighting a gun battle. They're not. That's not banging anymore. That's just I can't get out of you at the moment because it's inconvenient and I need to protect you. So just stay where you are. I think he was still thrusting. I don't think so. He was too busy doing other things. I'm not, she was still riding. No, I don't think so. I think she was terrified for her life. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see her in the scenes afterwards? She was yeah like, afterwards. Oh afterwards, when oh she's had god. time to like oh come my down god. You from think that she like wasn't physical no. high. You are fucking mentally deranged. <laughs> Let's just say that was one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen. Well, Milton smiles, gets up, he buttons his pants. And he's like, well, they definitely took the bait and they got our heart. We got to hurry and get out of here because there's probably more people coming. I'm like, Wait, yeah, this was a plan. Like, this planned was a plan. for him. This was like he wanted to have a gunfight while he was having sex with this way. Just like that was the idea. He's like, he's like, man, I know I'm going to have a gunfight. If I'm going to bang this chick, I got to just pull okay. my dick out no, because be gunfight could come out at any moment. Let's be fair. I don't think he was planning on sleeping with someone as part of his plan. No, 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 no. He was just planning on the gunfight. Right. And he's if he was going to have sex with her and it just happened to be after the gunfight, I assume he would have been fully naked. But he's all like, man, I got to be prepared for this gunfight. Bro, I don't know. If we're going to do it, I'm just going to pull my dick out through the the zipper hole. But here's the thing, though. He's still running from hell. He's still running from the accountant. The accountant can show up at any time. I feel like I would never get naked if I was in this dude's position. See, but the thing is, like, as we find out later, the him and the accountant end up turning out kind of being friends. But I don't think this early in the game before the accountant finds out exactly why... Milton is on the path that he's on. I don't think he would have given him that leniency this early in the movie. Could be, could be wrong, but I don't think he would have. Depends. He'd have to hear heard it from Milton's mouth. Anyway, out front of this place, you got Diner Dude loading Johan into the car, and the accountant and the cops show up, and the cops seem to like acknowledge that yo, we seen this dude on the news. This is Jonah, the child kidnapper. We need to take him. They don't say anything, but the accountant like it's a feel for it, basically. And he's like, or just the one cop looks at him as like a focus on your job. Promotions, let's go, bitch. And they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's where it kind of led me to believe that I was like, like I had already thought this, but this is where it kind of reinforced. It was like, all right, they're kind of under a magical influence. I still. I still didn't think that, but again, I could see why that would be the case. Well, I also saw what, I mean, I probably read too much into it, but I saw a glance between uh, Johan and the accountant. And at that time, I still didn't like exactly know the accountant's role in things. I was like, is he working with Johan in some way? And I just don't know about it. And that the glance that I saw was just, I think, the accountant sizing Johan up, knowing who he was. And Johan just being the kind of fucking cocky prick he is, he'd just stare anyone back down. So I also wanted to point out that the the nail guy, the guy who was doing the nails of Amber Heard, he ends up dying in this scene. Oh, sure. A whole lot of gun, shotgun, shotgun blasts and all sorts of shit yeah. going on. And we get caught in a crossfire. So these cops are chasing, the two cops, are they, they spot Milton and Piper, and they're basically... About to kill him. One of them sneaks up on the side and is about to shoot Milton, but Piper shoots him in the heart instead. And then the other cop just kind of ends up dead. Yeah, he took a shotgun shot to the head. From who? 
from Nick Cage. Did he? Ca- I didn't think he caught him with the shotgun. Yeah, he caught him. It was near the end there, because I was also kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, man, it, like it almost looked like he might have not got him with that hit. And then when they go back to showing and they show like the bullet come out of his head, I was like, oh well, yeah, he definitely got got then. So Milton the Piper, like, well, she's like, I'm coming with, basically. He's like, cool, let's roll. And as they're rolling out, the accountant makes eye contact with him. And he's like, mm, this motherfucker's slipping through my fingers again. Oh, that's right. Milton took a gunshot to the gut. A bad, yeah. a bad gut shot. And he's like, oh, don't worry, it's nothing. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's from fucking hell. Like, he's not really alive. And dude, Amber Heard doesn't even, like, think about it. She asks about it. And then drops it afterwards. Because, as we find out, over time, his shit just heals up because he's a dead body. And, like, yeah. it can't really hurt him because he can't die again. Which they which they think, they reveal that at the end of the movie like it's some big, like, ha ha ha, but you didn't see that the dead couldn't die again come. And I'm like, you've literally been rubbing it in my face since this gunshot. The whole movie. Since this gunshot specifically, like, this motherfucker, he can get hurt, but he cannot die again. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Anyway. Oh, then we have the special demon gun car crash or car chase or whatever. There's a lot of like mini little car chases in this movie. This is also where he reveals to her that it was his daughter who was killed and his baby who got kidnapped. Yeah. That's on the news. And she's like, oh, shit. So far, he was telling her, like, I was in jail. I got out of jail. I'm a murderer. And she's like, are you really either of those things? And he's like, well, I mean, dude, she just seems like. A hundred percent down for this ride. Well, as she says towards the end, she's like, I've been waiting my whole life and I've been waiting for this to come along. Dude, I once again, I just want to applaud Amber Heard. Like she kept me in this movie. She kept me dedicated to like, well, now we got the the accountant back in the trooper car, like you were saying. So we get a little a little bridge battle. Yeah, and then that's when he's like, yo, load that, that old gun up for me. The one that looks magical? Yeah, I need that. <laughs> yeah, that old-ass motherfucker handed up. And she's like, Fucking fuck? shoots shoots the accountant in the face, and the accountant, like, mo- like, matrix moves at the last second. And, like, the bullet just, like, going by catches a little bit of his, like, face. There's another, like, there's another 3D shot where the bullet's, like, coming at you, and the action's up close. And what we- then they show us, like, the bullet, like in midair fucking like some like cool writing or something on it what we've seen well, it was latin what we've seen so far the accountant like the accountant like can't get hurt by anything like he's been involved in some shit but nothing can hurt him and he's superhuman but the bullet that scrapes his face leaves a mark that's like there for the rest yeah of he the has movie. to get like stitches or something so you're like all right that is a very impressive gun i think it's even referred to as the god killer well Again, with the ridiculous, so they get to the end of the bridge, Nick Cage, or towards the end of the bridge, Nick Cage whips his shitty, so does the other guy, but he gets out of control, the bumper of his car hits the barricade on the side of the bridge, and then just flips over the side of the bridge? <laughs> what? It's a lot of weird car physics. What made that car jump that bridge? The angle that that happened at is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So it tumbles over the end. But they get back and they check the rack and then they leave. She's driving. He's reloading that gun again. Now we cut back to the bull's balls. We meet the captain and some rookie-ass cop who mistakes him for a truck driver. And that rookie-ass cop turns out to be an inside man for the cult later. Yeah. That motherfucker. 
And this is when we talk to the waitress. And she says to the captain, we was fucking. He killed them while we was fucking. So I guess she does say they were <laughs> That's what I'm saying, fucking. man. They were definitely banging while he's in this gun battle. But I still feel like at that point it is not fucking. Like, I, I don't... They're banging. I just don't feel like that's the appropriate term for what it is when I feel like she's happening. like... Well, she's traumatic because of one she's, there was a gun battle she's while trauma, she was having tra- sex traumatized traumatized <laughs> she's traumatic she's traumatized you know and then she's all like she's got to come in a realization she's like dude like i came so many times oh my god let's move on <laughs> you motherfucker so we move on to actually two very relatable stoners who pull up on bikes to the cop car rack on the side of the bridge. They're even straight up, like, smoking a bowl. Because when they first rode up, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, these are going to be some stereotypical stoners. And then they straight up were smoking a pipe. I was like, oh, it's not even, like, something they're assuming we're going to get. They're just going to spell it out for us here. They might as well have been wearing, like, Grateful Dead shirts and fucking corduroy, like, Jenko gigantic balloon pants and had white people dreads for as far as they went with it anyway um like you think anyone you think anyone's in that car man so one of them walks up towards the car and the door just gets blown off and knocks this dude back dude i thought that kid was dead and then he gets up and he's like it's like dude you could have killed me it was another 3d trick man with the door like just coming right at oh yeah but yeah he's then the accountant's like nah man you're gonna live to like your 70s and he's like, you, I'll see you in a couple months. What are you talking about, And then he walks about, away, and the guy's man. like, what do you mean, man? So then we cut over to Milton explaining to Piper all about the whole cult thing and how his daughter got involved with it in college and all the shit that happened. Like, his daughter wanted out at one point, and then Johan broke her leg in three places with a tire iron. And then one night, she was alone with this dude later on, and like, she grabbed his pentagram pendant and stabbed him in the face with it. And then, like, took off and, like, ran away or something. Got out of there. Got married. Had the kid. But then the cult came for her later, obviously. Which happened to be a couple days ago, more than likely. So he doesn't explain to her. Like, he says, I only found out about all this shit after I got out of prison. So as far as she's concerned, like, she doesn't know about the, oh, I, he's dead and from hell aspect still. That's not a... Well, yeah, because he's lying about being in prison, which he's just quitting to being in hell. So as they're driving along, they spot shotgun dude's van outside of this church. And he's like, let's go in there. Yeah. So they go into this church, right? And I'm all like, hey, it's the Colts church. And uh, they go in. He spots the baby. And he's like, just give me the baby and I won't shoot all of you in the head. And then Jonah's all like, no, no, man. Like, this is what's going to happen. Well, Piper followed him in and they've got her at knife point, too. Yeah. And Nick Cage is like. It's like, hey, man, like, aren't you going to tell him what happened? Like, how my daughter bit your dick off when you were trying to make her flate you? And fucking, like, he's like, he was there. He saw the whole thing. Like, he knows what's up. And uh, Jonah's all like, well, I got to kill this motherfucker for talking. He was supposed to say shit. Boom. Kills him dead. And then he shoots Nick Cage right in the head. And I was like, yes. This guy's doing what he's supposed to do. Here's the scene that sold me on Cage's performance in this, though. Because the whole time he's doing this, he's, like, smiling and laughing. Like, bitch, you can say what you want, but I know the reality of the situation. And as he shoots, as 
Johan shoots his other dude in the head, diner guy, the guy who saw the dick biting incident happen. As Johan's pulling the trigger, Cage is pantomiming him pulling a trigger too. Like I knew, I knew you were gonna do that. Like I, I made you do that. I'm working you right now too. I don't think you understand. And yeah, he shoots him in the eye. And at this point, like we as an audience well, should be aware that this doesn't kill him. But Pi- yeah. Piper is not aware this isn't going to kill him. No one in that room is aware that this isn't going to kill him because they don't. No, yeah, they all assume he's just a dead person right now. Yeah, because Jonah's got no reason to know that this guy was dead in real life for real in his back from hell. He's just some guy he doesn't seem phased by him coming back to life later though because he's dealing with supernatural powers see like to him that's just of course a supernatural element is going to come and try and stop him from fulfilling his prophecy i guess if he's that crazy and he does believe his own bullshit i don't think that that would surprise him at all no which is why he he completely downplays it like yeah this makes sense to me this is why he this would happen I do think it was fucking super badass villain shit, though, when he, like, leans over to tell Nick, like, a seemingly dead Nick Cage. So, like, in his mind, he's telling a dead man, hey, you know what? This cane, this cane is your dead daughter's fucking femur. Yep. And I fucking carry it around with me everywhere. And I was like, that is particularly fucking brutal and badass. It is even more brutal when at the end of the movie, he's beating him to death with it. Yeah, beating him the fuck out of him. Well, with it. it was quote, awesome. Quote, unquote, to death with it. So they get in this RV that's got Piper, the baby, and a couple other motherfuckers, shotgun guy. They're all in there, and they roll out. This other crew stays behind, and they're going to bury Milton out back and kind of clean shit up or whatever. But Milton just gets up and starts mowing people down. Yeah, kills what I counted as four people adding to his death toll not everyone in the room but he killed some and maimed others and then he jumps in another car and he's in pursuit so i got the riding death toll right now at him at uh at this point it, by my count he's killed 11 during this chase i'm sorry he didn't jump into one of their cars he jumped back at the charger johan can hear that charger coming and he's like oh they are still pursuing me um he's right up behind them but then all the people from the church who had jumped in cars to pursue jump right behind milton yeah so we got this fucking line of car chase going down the highway during this incredibly weird car chase so incredibly weird car chase so it's very weird considering the cars that are coming at nicholas cage i don't feel like should be affected right because like even if it's like a two two lane road the people coming at, like, because, like, realistically, uh, Jonah's, like, big trailer shouldn't be going all over the road, right? Like, it should just be going kind of straight, just trying to get the fuck out of there as fast as they possibly can, but still, like, following traffic. Well, so it depends on if how as fast as you can doesn't involve weaving in and out of traffic when available. Yeah. So I would assume that it does, though. Assuming it does, but, like... The cars coming at him look like they're co- like like trying to almost hit Nicolas Cage's car. And I'm like, where are all these? Why are all these vehicles coming at Nicolas? It's almost Nick like Cage, a video game. Nick Cage is intentionally driving on the wrong side of the road. It just... He did that on purpose. So that makes... I mean, it makes sense to me. He's driving on the wrong side of the highway to try and get to the other side of the highway. It just seems like such a bad decision oh i'm not saying it's a good one i'm saying it makes sense the cars would be coming at him because he for whatever reason thought driving on the other side of the highway to like save time he did it to cut some corner i remember that like either way in this 
car crash scene, I documented that he murdered another person and that the accountant killed another person. And this is where I officially wrote down that I really like the white trash uh, ever heard character. The chase goes into an industrial park and one of the cars like follows Milton in there. Like he jumps out of his car, shoots the driver in the head a bunch of times and the car goes into a hole in the ground. And I was like, you led that car in a chase to an industrial park to do that? Like through the warehouse? Like really? It's stupid. It's just dumb. So then we're back in the RV and Johan's like, yo, Piper, here's the deal. I changed my mind about oh. you. This is where I loved her. Yeah. This is where I was just like, all right, I love this character. She's my favorite thing. They're going like all out with this guy as a villain now, too, because he's like, you're too willful to be taught. I am going to kill you, and then I'm going to defile your corpse. Yeah. He's all, he's, I'm going to kill you and then defile you. And she's all like, she's all like, well, there's a lot of time between now and then. And that time, I'm going to fuck you up. And, and oh, I'm just she like, pauses. Yes. No, she's such a bad actress. She pauses between between now and then, cracks her neck. I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, oh, my God. You, again, perfect for this role, but I hate Amber Heard. I loved it. I loved it. This is where I specifically wrote down. I was like, I love white trash Amber Heard. It's her. It's just her being her, I think. <laughs> Either way, I loved it. Uh, some more, some other people fight, like, I don't know, some people fight in the RV. I just kind of wrote down that Nick Cage and Amber Heard, they end up going to his friend's garage. A whole bunch of people fucking die, and the baby gets away with Johan and the crew, and... This is what I wrote down, uh, 100% know that uh, Amber Heard's gonna end up having to take care of this baby, one, and then two... I was like, oh, yawn, another fucking car chase in this movie. I was like, I kind of assumed there was going to be some car chases because it's called Drive Fucking Angry, but I'm sick and tired of the goddamn car chases when nothing's happening in these car chases. I have no problem with a bunch of car chases. These were just weren't good car chases. Yeah, it's like, what, like eight cops chasing after this one car? They Their whole shit breaks down, and yeah, someone comes to, to pick them up or Whatever. The accountant goes to the church and he gets some information from one of the guys left alive. And he's like, yo, what's up with that that pentagram on your chest? And dude's like, yo, it's how it represents our pack with Satan. And the accountant's like, it's funny. He's never mentioned you guys. But <laughs> but like, why, why are y'all so into Milton? What's the deal here? And the guy's like, fuck you, basically. And so the accountant stabs him in his leg wound from the gun and then the guy gives it up. And the whole thing right now, the accountant is like, I'm just curious. I'm very curious right now. And you can tell, like, especially now. This is where he's like, oh, okay. Like, you'll just come back if you finish your mission. So Webster shows up. That's his buddy. And he's like, yo, how is this possible? He's like, yeah, dude. Like, I carried your dead body in a box, like, at your funeral. But Milton's like, you heard about my daughter? Then you know why I'm back, bitch. So take me back to the shop. So he tows him back with the charger. Um,. And this is where we find out, well, Piper and Webster are talking like about how Nick Cage was a you know good father, bad husband. He got into some shady shit as far as work went. He said that yeah. he like ran trucks for that Bulls balls earlier, so he was always involved in some criminal element, and that's what got him killed. And then yeah, well, Webster alludes to the fact that it was like the one job where he didn't go, he didn't take Webster or whatever like that was the one he died on. Yeah. So then we get to this scene, Milton's burning some shit, right? And then he starts talking about being in hell. 
we're being franking on the table with it right now. Now fucking Piper's in on the mix too. He's like, bro, the worst part isn't the fire in hell. It's this video feed they put on. But it's not about what you did to suffer. It's about all the suffering of the people that you fucking love. That they're experiencing in their life as they live it while you're dead. And that's totally fucked up. And re- that is a fucked up concept to think about. That'd be a terrible... Oh, yeah. Terrible That'd be hell. awful. But this is when he reveals that, yeah, when he when he, she was 16, his daughter, he was the one who got shot, and he watched all that shit. And then he reveals that in the murder of his daughter, and here's the quote, burning is nothing compared to watching your child's head be torn off. So yeah, in the, that's brutal. In the murder of his daughter, this cult tore her head off her body. Well, dude... This guy is probably so fucking pissed off that he got his dick bit off that he immediately just like react and just fucking just like snapped her neck no, and then probably just slashed, went the rest of the way. He slashed her throat, if you remember from the flashback. Oh, he yeah. He had the yeah, knife yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he like played with the blood and enjoyed it for a while. Oh, well, then after he slashed her throat, maybe he just fucking cut her head off. Um, no, he said t- it says torn off. Um, Maybe cut to a point and then torn off. It doesn't off? fucking matter. Tearing off a head is fucking difficult. So it do. doesn't fucking matter. So Webster offers uh, Milton a beer, and Milton's like, "I'm gonna pass unless I'm drinking it from Jonah King's skull." And I was immediately like, "Oh, we're seeing that." He's gonna that do that. As soon as he said, "It's like that's happening." Fuck this bullshit. But then so, they, he gives him a Cheval. Webster's like, "Here's a Cheval. Take it. Get out of here. Your charger's fucked." So yeah, well, kind of. Because Webster wants to basically come him and Piper go, and in the meantime, Johan has called nine one one and given up their location. Though he's all like, "All right, so we're gonna go. I gotta do this thing. You don't gotta go if you don't want to." And she's like, "No, I'm one hundred percent fucking down for this. Like, I got nothing else to live for." Apparently, this is what's going down. Like, and, let's fucking do and it. And this is where I knew that she was going to be definitely taking that baby at the end of this. Because this was Nick Cage being like, I want to take her over you, Webster. But they don't tell us why in the scene. They have words in quiet on the screen. And I'm like, oh, it's a test for her. Because when he goes back to hell, someone needs to take that baby. And it's not going to be crippled Webster. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna stay with him. That is the plan for real, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, then they make their way to the the culture church sacrifice spot at the prison, and it's hold, the hold abandoned on. prison. No, we gotta get through the whole roadblock thing first with the truck you talked about earlier. We can get through that real quick. There's a roadblock set up, and the captain's basically like, "Shoot these motherfuckers in the head and kill them," because they killed cops earlier. But then the accountant shows up in the hydrogen truck, fucks the whole thing up, and lets Milton get through. So they get on through. But that's when we get to the prison. Oh, and also we find out in that whole scene, the accountant's like, yo, I'm FBI, bitch, when they ask him what he just did. And then he's like, also, check out this dude over here. He's definitely an inside man for the cult. And that's when we find out about that for sure. And I'm yeah. like, oh, great, 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 great. And now we're at Stillwater Prison. So, yeah, and then they also have that little uh, thing with uh, the accountant and Nick Cage talking about Satan and how like Satan actually doesn't want people like this like taking his name in vain no he's like i hate it when people murder babies in my name i'm not interested in that at all i'm just trying to chill and like sit mimosas down in hell get the fuck out of here um he's like he's like he's like satan's really just kind of like a like a a, like a, a warden of a huge prison yeah 
And the accountant's basically like, listen, I'm getting what I want no matter what in this situation. So you go do your thing. And if you succeed, yeah. great. If you don't, whatever. I really don't give a shit. Like, an Armageddon isn't coming if he kills his baby. Is it going to suck with his baby? Die? Sure. But I'm the accountant, man. Motherfuckers die all the time. I killed, For sure. I killed babies. So basically, in this, like, prison yard final showdown, which, you know, strangely enough, involves a car. Because drive angry. It feels like and, it's going for like a, an army of darkness sort of like battle melee feel, and it just it's not good. Miss the mark. It's not good. It's poor, yeah. poorly shot. So I count roughly thirteen kills by Nicolas Cage, and then Piper gets the demon gun right, and she goes to t- potentially kill um, the accountant. But the accountant's like, "Hey, man, like you can kill me, right?" But Someone's just going to come come after Nick anyhow, so it doesn't matter what you do. You should really go down there and help your boy make sure he gets what he's trying to do done so you can spend, you know, these last couple of seconds with him. And so finally she goes down there and she shoots uh, one of the henchmen, the shotgun henchmen, I think you were calling Well, him. she yells... Hey, Dickless, and she shoots it at Johan. But yeah, he dies. And he like does one of those little like, yeah. Then his shotgun guy, he gets blown back like fifty yards, hits a trailer, and then it just it blows explodes. up. But there's also like these magical like rings of yeah, because like it basically this it. this god killer demon gun, it like it doesn't send you to hell, doesn't send you to heaven. When you die, it just, like, sends you nowhere. Wipes you out. Like, you cease to exist, basically. Well, Cage is on the ground now. He's crawling towards his grandchild. But King is beating him to death with the femur cane. And this woman who has been holding the baby the whole time, basically looking after it, protecting it. Milton, or, uh, Johan told her earlier, like, when I tell you to give me the baby, give me the baby. Or, if I tell you to kill the baby, kill the baby. You slit that baby's throat. You fucking do it. And, like... She doesn't look like she has the nerve to do it herself. She doesn't look like she wants him to do it at all. But we'll get to her and her conclusion a little bit later once we get through this. Um, Cage is like, yo, baby, I'm going to kill you, Johan. And Johan's like, many motherfuckers have tried, but nothing of this earth can kill me. And he's like, oh, yeah, how about this, bitch? And he pulls out the last bullet of the demon gun. Well, Well, the accountant shows up and, like, clears his throat. So it distracts Johan. And in the time that he looks away and looks back, Milton has pulled out the God Killer. And it's like, and oh like, my bam! God. And that's when we get the hilariously terrible graphics of that final portal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was awful. We knew that was going to be awful. Though. And the top of Milton's, or the top of Cade, God damn it, the top of Johan's skull falls to the ground and we see it fall to the ground. You're like, oh, all right, here we go. And yeah. So we get Nick hands uh, Piper the baby, and he's like, "Well, he has a like, he, he right, puts on a you got to go scene. off with Webster because I'm about to die. You got to raise that. You got to make this baby your own. Raise it as your own. Treat it as your own. Stay with Webster. Treat I don't need you to promise, own. but I promise, Nick. I promise I will do everything in my power to make this baby's life great. And if someone even looks at her wrong, I'll fucking gut her." I got her like a fish. So I swear, Nick. I swear. I'm Amber Heard. So they're I swear. they're done and they're over. And thank God. 
the accountant goes up to the woman who's holding the baby, takes, like, well, this is before he gives the baby to Nick Cage, rather. This is the thing where he's like, yo, would you have let him kill that baby? And she doesn't really say anything, but he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. See you soon. And he walks away. I'm like, oh, well, she's going to die soon. Um, And then Nick Cage kind of gets up, picks up that head of Jonah. Well, so Piper and Webster, like, Piper and the baby walk over to Webster. Oh, great. New family reunion. They turn around to look at Cage and, and the accountant, and they're nowhere to be seen. They've disappeared. And so they're somewhere else. And yeah, he's... The accountant's got the god killer over his shoulder and Cage has just got the top of that skull in his hand. And he's uh, poured out a beer into it and he's drinking it and then they like snap their fingers a car comes through this portal and, and they uh, drive back to hell. Yep, and then I tried to find out with Shazam if that song at the end was like a real song or if they had it made for this movie because the lyrics made it sound like they had someone write it for this movie and that's fucking ridiculous but also if they like made a movie that fits so closely to the lyrics of a song that already existed that's equally as fucking ridiculous so I don't know anything else to say about uh drive angry bro we said way too much about this already that brings us to the rating portion of this podcast. We are going to rate Drive Angry on uh, the 50 Randy Quaid's grading scale, which is 1 to 50, where 1 is the worst, 50 is the best, and 2 to 49 is literally anything in between. IMDb rates Drive Angry 27 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. I have a feeling I have a higher score than you. But I don't know. Let me go first. I'm going to give this movie nine feels fair. I'm going to give it nine. We are very close. Nine Randy Quaid's. Because there was, despite how much bullshit and awful nonsense there was in this movie, there was fun to be had. You could tell that the people who were in on it, which I feel like was most of the cast, were having fun with what they were doing. I feel like Amber Heard maybe was taking this more seriously because she was still trying to, like, be a big name. But, like, Nick Cage, already a big name. William Fickner knows he's a character actor. This is a godsend for him. Just play it for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's a big role for the kind of roles I think he usually gets. Like, play it, and if it parlays into something else, so be it. But, you know, whatever. I think Amber Heard maybe... And it's maybe that she didn't get the joke. It's just that... This wasn't a movie she should have made, but also she's not better than a movie like this. So this is exactly the kind of no, movie she no. Should make. This is probably right around her like wheelhouse. This is perfect for her. And again, maybe not playing into it made her character even better. Maybe I'm not giving her enough credit, although I doubt that's the case. Either way, everyone who was in this was fun. It's just everything in this was nonsense, and they revealed mysteries to you in a way that I'm sorry, but unless you don't understand narrative structure in any way shape or form none of it was a mystery everything was very obvious from the outset but they gave it to you like the way that they talk about at the end oh how stupid the humans are they don't get that the dead can't die and i'm like were you revealing that to us too really because i feel like you shouldn't be trying this feels like a reveal but i get it so and the computer graphics were shit the story was boring and mostly unoriginal i'm gonna drop this down to an eight randy quaids i'm done I'm done. Hold on. I would I would not watch it again. I will not own it, and I 
do not recommend it. Earlier when I said I was confused throughout and at the end of the movie, still stay confused. I want to clarify by saying that I was mostly confused by the poor, not structure or anything like that, because it was all straightforward. Well, the what what you said, like, like I think you were fucked up the, about the accountant. I think the accountant just fucked your whole world up, and the fact that it that wasn't it wasn't up. Satan not, was just bothering you. I didn't know exactly what was going on with the accountant, so that kind of fucked me up. And then on top of it, just the like the overselling of angles where i'm just like no no well like we all knew this oh yeah they definitely made you it, don't have to tell us but they made it feel like they needed to tell you like hey maybe this is even more important than you thought it was which wasn't at all in the first yeah. place i don't know that's where i was just kind of like no 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 yeah like we get it you could cut like you cut this movie down but either way okay so like i rated this movie at 12 and I was originally, after after I gave it that rating, I was like, man, I feel like I should drop this. I was at a 10 going in. And then when we were talking about it, I felt like we should drop it. But then we got to the part where I was like, no. I was like, it's about right around there. Because like, it is a terrible fucking movie with mostly like just terrible story and stuff like that. But the acting was overall pretty decent and special effects were really terrible for me that really hurt it for me but um yeah there was parts that i I liked there's just it was overdone for a lot of it so i think a 12 is appropriate here i'm gonna stick with that and that's what i'm gonna go with Uh, oh yes i'm also gonna say don't waste your time watching this movie and uh i unfortunately do own it will continue to own it Dude, you can't collection. you can't say unfortunately if you love the collection. It has to be a part of it. It has to be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, has yeah, to part be of the collection. So I think that uh, we can both agree that you can catch all of our new episodes uh, by subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And of course, you can head on over to our website, Fifty Randy Quades, which has every episode of 50 Randy Quaid's proper hashtag cage talk edition and our TV talk series, which will be returning soon. Next time on 50 Randy Quaid's episode 144. Wayne's world. Johnny Spade makes his epic return with his pick. Until next time. We watch movies so you don't have to. Peace Peace out. out.